<laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 213 of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And everybody sounds a little quiet. Is everybody sound okay? How are we sounding out there, folks? Do we sound okay? Testies, testies. Because I'm a one, child. Two, one, two. Yep, still there. Three. Look, you know what? I forgot both my tea and my water in the other room. So, so she's uh, got to go. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly forgot everything. Guys, welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. Before we get started, let's go ahead and give a shout out to all of our people. Uh, we want to thank Parallel Barrel More Games for giving us a nice affiliate link. If you would like to buy their stuff, uh, you can get ten percent off using our special code. More than dice, um, and you can get into the game. If you have any questions about that, you can reach out to Gonzo. He is now a vanguard for Conquest and can help you get started uh, in any aspect. We want to thank Mini Masterworks. Also, they gave us a discount code too, and you can buy some cool stuff because all of us now have the awesome paint shaker uh, that he has. So it's there. It's there. Yeah, we were, we've we've shown it every week. <laughs> um. So, it's really good when your paint gets like like the contrast paints at the sun a little bit, just yep. a little bit on there, breaks it up. Make sure you use some sort of agitator if it doesn't already have one. Yep. Um, other than that, so we want to thank them. We also want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our show and getting it out to everybody, um, which is really awesome because we get a lot of good listens from them. Um, and of course, we have a discount code for them too. If you buy anything from Muse, you can get ten percent off using the discount code More Than Dice, all one word. Um, so that's a lot. Um, wow. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us using your Prime uh, subscription if you have it. And that does not auto-renew every month. So, yeah, because uh, they want you to spend real money, not the free Prime subscription if they can. Yes. That's them just having to give some money. So use it every month. We'd like it to be on us. Yes. But use it on somebody. Yes, because it's free. Yeah, give someone your Bezos bucks. Yeah, your bezo bug. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, John. I'm John. Yes. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? <laughs> a mistake. Uh oh. So didn't measure. It. I drink a lot of. I like a drink. No, I did measure it actually. Oh. I had to. I drink a lot of mules, so I figured. I said this to Bainey on a week or two ago. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I can take Fireball whiskey and make a mule out of it. Ooh. But we're going to fucking find out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fire, fireball mule? Yes. Okay. Hey. I'm not thinking it's going to be good, but uh, I've got it. It's a full mule. We're going to fucking see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, well, I have a little bit of gin and tonic, but mostly I'm drinking tea and water. So... Tea, tea and, and water. water. That's fair. And a little gin and tonic. I am doing some good old-fashioned water tonight. Uh, my stomach's been a little ugh last night, so I figured I'm just going to drink a little bit of water tonight. Call it a day ending in water, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Lemon, ginger, tea. Straight H2O. So, guys... I love it. We Let me give it the lemon ginger tea. Sounds better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we appreciate everybody that comes on, watches us live, listens to us on all our different platforms. We appreciate it a lot. Please make sure you take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable, wear a mask. 
all that good stuff. We want to see you around uh, for any conventions that come up that you're going to go to. So just be safe out there. So from all of us at Morning Dice, cheers. Cheers. Oh, we didn't have any shout outs. Um, I know I kind of skipped that, but I didn't have any. I didn't notice any shout outs. So we kind of. Oh, fuck me. Not bad. <laughs> John fucked around, found out, and it's not no, bad. No, you can't tell. It's you get a little, but like the ginger and the cinnamon always mixed together to a sort of spicy taste, which I like. Not like spot spicy, but like spiced taste. Ginger and cinnamon are two ingredients in gingerbread cookies. Does not taste you're like, like, you're, cookie, like but. you're halfway to a halfway uh, to a pumpkin mule, pumpkin spice mule. <laughs> so, remind me, Mizzy, when it comes around, Captain Morgan does do the pumpkin, the the jackal blast, the pumpkin rum. Ah, I can totally make a, a mule out of that. Uh huh. Can't stand pumpkin. Yeah, I'm stuff. liking this experimentation idea. Fuck it. Mule out of everything. Everyone send me out. You know what? Next on my list, I'm going to try this because uh, I don't like this. Cinnamon candy apple. So I thought cinnamon candy apple. I really, it's, it's cinnamon candy apple whiskey. The, the space and where those words are makes a big difference. It is, <laughs> it's not like arable. It's not like drinking fucking. I don't know, straight gin or anything, <laughs> but it's not my favorite. No, no, Captain Mizzy. We have already nope. decided none of us care about that. Yeah, two rich people going at each other is not the fucking thing I care about. So I'm going to go and get started over and put over in the paint table and get everything going. Oh, you got to check out this model that I've been working on. I'm going to be working on this one for a little bit. Ooh. Yeah, it looks really sweet. Wait till I get and show you the face. And let me get my camera moved over. Oh. And see if everything's going. Peachy keen. Glasses. On. I can see. For those that are only listening, there's there's a really fun model that's sitting on Gonzo's desk. Can you tell us what it is, Gonzo? This is technically it is a conquest model. It is the Ark. Um, it is a special edition model from Conquest. They only made like four hundred of them, and uh, it's uh, used as like a it's a it's a leader. It's a character model. It's but, like a snake person. Yeah, where with, uh, where six arms it, instead of legs it has a snake body and then the torso of some weird alien sort of oni looking thing that 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 has yeah the six arms with weapons in them and then except for the arm that's just the finger that's just pointing it's like the evil eye or something and then there's this it's got this long neck that stretches out with a, a normal looking head on the top of it. Well, normal-ish looking. Yep. <clears throat> it's really neat. Yep. It's super creepy. <laughs> so I was, worked on this. I did dry brushing because somebody was asking about how do you do dry brushing. I says, well, here's a model I dry brush. And so I dry brushed the entire model. 
and I was starting to work on some other aspects of it, getting that wooden armor look going all. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be cool. So I was gonna work on that. I was gonna get that done. Work on that for the time being. Let me find my snake bite leather. I'm gonna rest my Just dump up. them all out. Dump them all out on the desk. All at once. One all at shot. once. Oh my gosh. Yep. There you go, Ken. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be digging in that bag every single time. It'll be crinkle, 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 well, I was just crinkle. Pull. And I'll think you're reaching for Oreo cookies or something, and it's <laughs> going to make me hungry. Well, aren't you always hungry anyway? Well, yes. Okay. <laughs> pull my brushes out. Legion, that might be hard to find. I just looked it up. Uh, they're local-ish to me, but not sure where they sell in my state. And we can't order stuff for delivery in Maryland because Maryland has stupid laws sometimes. Stupid uh, alcohol laws that can't be brought into the state? or Well, well, we can't. you can't mail alcohol to someone in Maryland. Yeah, we get that too. Arkansas is the same way. You can't can't get stuff. Uh, wine specifically, by the way. Oh, and now there's none of it. Yeah, ours some is, places care, some places don't. The uh, All the wineries around here forced uh, the state to perform that law, so you can't have wine shipped to your door from well, outside the state. Them all, yeah. oh. Or in-state also, but definitely it was meant for out-of-state people to send you wine. That's probably because they can't compete because their wine's probably shit. Yeah, it's very... I mean, at the end of the day, it's Arkansas. I would not expect them to have great wine, let's be honest. I don't know. There's a... a... They, have, they have mountainous regions with good drainage. Oh, not mountainous, but, but, but you know, hilly regions that have good drainage because of all the, the limestone, right? Well, there's a couple of decent wines because I took some of the wine tours around here, but... Overall, it's just kind of, oh, okay, it's Arkansas wine type thing. Yeah, I mean, sort of what did you expect? It's Arkansas. But if you come to Maryland, you don't really expect good beer. They have good wine in Illinois, which is weird. <laughs> what else have in Illinois? Well, <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> yeah, but the wine's not grown in Chicago. I was going to say, my lord, that's what else they have in Oh. Uh, <laughs> they also have breweries. There's a bunch of breweries here. Oh yeah. Well, I'm sure every state's got them. But anyways. So I'm gonna work on this while we talk about our subject. And it got started because I was thinking about what we should talk about, and kept on thinking, and kept on thinking, and I had a conversation about with somebody about upcoming miniature games coming out, and they were like, "Well, what do you think about this? What do you think about that?" And I was like, well, this is what I think. And I'm like, but I think it's going to have an issue because of this. And, you know, just got got through it. And I was like, ooh, this is a good discussion to have with the team. Because... We're now the team. We're the team. That's us. Yes. Y'all are the team. <laughs> the team. The team. Sort of like the A-team. Who are you going to call? The team. Uh, Ghostbusters, but I mean, yeah. if they're not available, you can call the team. <laughs> I mean, we're mostly not afraid of ghosts for the most part. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'd outright disbelieve in them, and I would be shocked and amazed if a ghost showed up in front of me. 
I would I would really be just draw jaw dropping stunned, uh, and and be like, wow, damn. But like, how long you been there? Do you see all the things I do? If so, I apologize. <laughs> I am uh, unapologetic. No one needs that in their life, or undead. Anyways, miniature games. So there are quite a few new miniature games coming out. Um, and stuff, and I was like, everybody's cutting to, which is typical. People are borrowing from different miniature games to try to make their miniature game a little bit better than everybody else. I mean, that's that's, that's the way of the world. Yeah, just the way of the world. No big deal. And it's so, technically called innovation. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of cool and interesting things, but today's age, if you're going to make a miniature game, it's got to stand out. It's got to have, you know, really good IP or, you know. It's got to have nice miniatures. If you're making a miniatures game, there are so many games that have really nice miniatures. It doesn't matter really how good your mechanics are. If, if your miniatures look like crap. Or if you're, if, if you're paying for, ooh, second-rate digital sculptor and... And and their detail is is for you know practically one one scale or 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 their detail is for like one eighth one eighth scale, but you're shrinking these miniatures down to thirty millimeters, then you're going to lose all that detail and it's going to look mushy and nasty and 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 you know your inexperienced digital sculptor isn't going to realize that until it's too late. So Kings of War, you, you basically describe Kings of War. <laughs> <laughs> but in addition to that, you can't just have the shit hot models. You actually have to have rules that are not too complicated, but not too easy. Yes. Because if you're too easy, people will be like, fuck this. And if you're too hard, people will be like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. I like to say, uh, sorry, Infinity. Just, yeah, because Infinity has amazing models. I love their do. models. And I like some of the rules. It's just so fucking much. Yeah. It is quite like every time we, we talk about this, every time I see like a cool Space Hulk style board, I'm like, hey, I want to play Infinity on that. Then I'm like, then I remember the rules of Infinity, like, that's not going to work. Most Magic says easy to learn, but has to have depth. Yes. Yeah. How do you give it depth, but not make it? overly complex yep. and you, you gotta have all your bases covered it's either gotta be super solid scenarios out the gate um or even you got to uh and you need to have some idea of what you're gonna do for uh competitive play because people are gonna play your game competitively whether yeah. you like it or not and and yeah I think you just said what I was just that's, saying. That's why I, the big dogs I feel of of making that and the reason they're come on so strong. It's like Star Wars Legion, Malifaux, and freaking uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol because yeah. they all play the same. Whether you are playing casually or playing in a tournament, they all are play basically the same. And that makes it comfortable. You get more people playing a tournament that way. So you get more people interested. Yeah. I thought everyone was going to play a tournament. 
We even said, like, you know, hey, do we care? No, we don't fucking care. But you know what? The, the most people that are going to buy your models are the ones that are playing in tournaments. And you have to face that fact. So you have to plan mm-hmm. for it. I mean, that's You're gonna it. You're going to get a lot. The but casual you can't... gamer is going to buy some of what they like. But somebody who's somebody who's playing tournaments is usually going to buy a few different armies or factions or teams or whatever. They're, they're going to put more out there to a point. Like, if your rules are evolving, then you'll have the tournament players buy more stuff. You'll get good out of them. If your rules are relatively stable, you won't get as much out of them as you might out of a casual player because the casual player is more likely to play unpainted, just play something. Oh, that was cool. I want something a little different this time and then do something different. So you got to balance both. That's the thing. And the reason why, and I hate, because Gonzo says these guys think I don't like them. I don't not like the people. Craft your press guys. It's nothing against you, but you can't make a game that only plays competitively. Correct. I, I agree with you. Because people who only play, play it competitively, and everyone who would like to play it casually, who's not in the mood for that kind of fucking game, will not play. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a little bit of that, and I will say it is one fault with the games that play the same, whether it's competitive or casual. That is one fault is sometimes you don't get that line, you know. You get people who are playing, you're in a casual setting, but they're in that same mindset because they play the game the same way every time. So that's another thing you need to look out for. I like a good, solid, basic rule set Then maybe if you're going to play a tournament, have a couple extra things for tournament players. Like, okay, here's some slightly extra rules for tournament players, you know. You know, the stop being an asshole and making these janky fucking list rules. That are fine if you're playing casually. Like, oh, hell, I'm going to play 7 million hobgoblins and 8 bolt throwers and some bullshit. And they're like, oh, like sure, it's the, fine. Uh, the friendly tournament at Adepticon. The, yes. That's the 40k tournament that Jeff Wallach and Brian Carlson run. Yep. Ah, uh, Wallach. And they and, and they, they curate your army. I mean, you have to send them the army list so that they can be like, this is a giant pile of steaming cheese, not friendly. Yeah. So I also love the theme they have. Yeah, every year they have a different theme. Yeah, next year's is Top Gun for anyone wondering, and I actually I'm probably not gonna play, let's be honest. But I do have Hugin and Mugen, my two flyers for uh uh-huh. Deathwatch. So <gasps> it ha- I have entertained ideas about it. So. That's a team tournament. But yeah, so there's a lot of things to balance, but I think more importantly what Gonzo gets to is not so much what they have, is what we look for in it, I think, is how Gonzo yeah. is. Yeah. But that's also a good discussion about anything that comes out nowadays, because one of the things I wanted to, I wanted to bring up is board game size. The size of your play area, oh. because that is becoming a pretty uh, big contention now with a lot of things coming out. So, Well, it's it's directly related to a more related to a to a just as important or maybe more important question, which is <coughs> sorry, how many fucking models do I need to play this game? Correct. Which I think is one of the big ones because that is directly related to how much money it's going to cost. Yeah. You know, I, I was looking uh, at GW prices again. Because I do occasionally. Because my friends all play it. And they're like, John, I'm like, eh, no, I don't really want to. Uh, and let's say five Dark Reapers 
cost you fucking 60 bucks. What? Yeah, I didn't make that up. It's five Dark Reapers cost you 60 bucks. And I'm Holy like, well, holies. comparatively to other games, I mean, let's say, how much are other games? I mean, well, Crisis Protocol for you get for a similar price, you get let's say a pack and a half, almost two packs of other models. You know, they're, they're, they're two pack, normal two pack models. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the two pack, really... wait, like. Oh, for example, a box like, and a half. So, yeah, like a box and a half. So, like, oh, I get, uh, you know, you get, you have enough to get a whole box and then some leftover money. I'm trying to get their website so I can actually do real prices, but it doesn't like me. Most Magic says play area size is a larger deal than most people think. That yes. is real real estate that have to have taxes paid on for those extra tables. And that's not only at game stores either, but that's when you want to play at home. Yep. You know, you're not going to play. If you want to play at home with your friends or, you know, in the garage or whatever, you're not going to have always have room for a giant game that's on a four by six or four by eight table. I think games that are flexible that where you could play it on either are very good in their idea because they're like, okay, not everybody has a four by six table that they can play on. So I think games oh. that can do that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's a bonus. And to be honest, GW has done a good bit on that because they've gone to the, basically, you can change the area based off the size of the game you're playing, and it's made to be fit on your standard folding table or dinner table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for 40 bucks, you get two models, which is, if you're using them both, one-fifth of your Marvel Crisis Protocol army, and then by the same thing, I don't think, I mean, maybe that one box of Dark Reapers is one-fifth of your Eldar army. I don't know the points inherently. So, while it seems comparable, I mean, it's also 20 bucks more expensive, but, so, that, that's a big deal to me. Like, yeah, sure, if I'm getting five models, and they're expensive models, and maybe they're, you know, a tenth of my army, Oof. That starts to become into the. I have to paint all this shit. I'd like to paint all this shit. I'd like to at least entertain the concept that I could paint all of this shit. Uh huh. So model number of models you're going to play with is a is a big deal to me. But it also affects play size because, you know, Mo says you know having play size and I actually more look at home nowadays. I do look at the game store, um, because game stores are going to get whatever play size they can get. You know. And you're going to evolve. So I have a folding 4x6. It was a great purchase. I suggest that if anyone wants to know where to get one, hit me up and I will totally let you know where I got mine and see if we can help you find one. But um, I like the 3x3s better. I like the 3x6 better because 3 feet is an easier table size mm-hmm. to get than 4 feet. Yeah, your standard card table. Yep. Um, that's why I like you know, Malifaux, 3x3. Three three. Marvel Crisis Scroll, 3x3. Three three. Legion, 3x6. Three Still a little bigger, but 3x3. Three three. New match help, absolutely. And I do like what GW did, like I said, with the play size to make it 
variable and fit better because having to play on a four by six all the time became is a problem. I'll be honest. Oh yeah. But instead of being able to throw it on their little mats, their little uh, boards, and go, here's our play service, makes it a lot more playable. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing. Are you going to be able to play it? Can you play it at home? Because that affects how much you want to get into a game if you can't play it at home. You know, if Kathy and James can throw down a board and play something, they are much more likely to grab by that game. Yeah, and we don't have room for a four by six anything here. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of that looking into. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we did the how much it costs to get to a game. That's an important consideration, too. But there's an asterisk that you may not, you don't need to get that all at once. You know, if you're enjoying the modeling aspect, it's like they've got, like, 40K. If they've got awesome models you love and you're willing to get in slowly and you've got a crew that's willing to play lower games than you, that doesn't matter as much because any cost that you can break down over time becomes much more reasonable. So, you know... Those are my first two game size, number of models, play area kind of area, kind of things are my first couple. Yeah, I mean, model count to me, I think it varies by base what the game is. I mean, you got to look at it. Are you are you wanting to play like okay, Conquest can be played on a four by eight. It can also be played as a regiment game and also a skirmish game. I think that's really innovative for them to do. Um, Absolutely. That, that gives you variety and whatever you want to do. So it makes it, you know, tolerable. Like, oh, I don't need to buy 100 models to play the game. I can play the, you know, the, the, the skirmish version or whatever. Yeah. First blood. Or I can play the skirmish game for now and then build up to the higher version. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's my biggest thing for why I don't like that Kill Team now is so much different than 40K because it's supposed to be, it should be entry level. It should be, hey, here's some extra rules, but here's how you play smaller games. I didn't Build realize combat they control. changed it that much. They did it. They got dice for movement and shit. Huh. Um, uh, but, I mean, it used to be combat patrols, I think, but they never really embraced combat patrol or the fantasy version, which name I cannot remember. Um, Warhammer Skirmish, I think they called it, actually. They never really embraced that because, I mean, it was less money, to be honest. And while I understand that logically, I think it's a terrible business move. But that's neither here nor there. So that's another thing, like I was said, you need to see if you can come in and play a smaller level to begin with. Because some of those games let you do that. And some of them just have points values. You I mean like 40k, everyone goes, we play two thousand. Well, can you play five hundred? Can you play a thousand? If the game works at multiple points levels and and the uh, people playing it are willing to play at different points values, that makes a heck of a difference. Yeah. You know, we Legionnaires, get into... Oh, go ahead. Each says, and then there is the time investment for bigger games and build time alone. Mm-hmm. Yes. But there are people that like those bigger games, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, as long as a bigger game isn't longer, it isn't as long as playing two smaller games, I have no problem. It's like, oh, I'm going to play a 2,000-point game. It's going to take, say, three hours. Well, if a 1,000-point game only takes an hour and a half every time, hmm, then you've got a you know, problem. But if it takes if a 1,000-point game takes two hours, and a three, then a 2,000 only takes three, you're like, okay, cool. I like that 
prop that progression rather than, you know, straight up. Otherwise, you might as well play smaller games. You get more games in, less chance of you being stuck in a uh, shitty game for long. Because sometimes that shit happens. Let's be honest. No matter how hard we try. Um, and that sort of plays in the next. And as much as I want to say it's not as important to me, it is super important, is the actual fucking rules. Yeah, if your uh, rules are crap, it, it okay. means a lot to me. Because I don't want to, one, I don't want to have to spend an entire time trying to figure out the rules, even after I've been playing it. But also, I don't want 40 billion rule books also. If I have to reference a rule book just to see if I can walk here and there or whatever, it kind of, you know, puts a bad taste in my mouth. Yep. So uh, you're talking the, the downfall of Legion with its slightly complicated rules at points. Uh, Infinity's big downfall, uh, which is better now because they've gone to the single books or the one fluff book, one rule book, which I like also. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, you know, but you have to reference a lot in Infinity because there's a shit ton of rules. It's quantity of rules matters, too. That's sort of Legion's biggest downside is when you look at that rules document, there are three fuck tons of rules in there. Now, a lot of us just explain what the keywords are, and you learn it over time, but you hand that to somebody, they're going to be like, the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, for all of us shitting on, well, me shitting on 40K a lot, the rules are relatively simple. You just have to have 40 billion books to do it. No, two. I mean, you you wow. but eventually, if you're playing in tournaments or you're playing a lot of other people who have different armies, you kind of you kind of want to know what their armies do too. So yeah, yeah, and you yeah, and buying all the books becomes expensive. You know, that is like the benefit of say a small of a game like Infinity, where everything's basically in the one rule book, or a Malifo where the app is free and. You can look up anything you want because the mm -hmm. app is free. Or War Machine, where it's not free, but it's not super expensive. So you could theoretically, you know, get one at a time and it wouldn't be a big deal. It's not like buying a whole new book now, especially because books are getting more expensive. Yeah. But again, there's I mean, few, honestly, it's certain... Go ahead. There's a few comments here. Uh, Ford Fitch says, actually, I think Kill Team is overall a much better game being its own system. Though I do agree, they need a smaller entry-level version of 40k. Which I can agree with. And Legionnaire says, I've had gaming group quit a game before I could manage to get my army built, much less painted. I've, <laughs> I've had that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so actually, Legionnaire, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. He says, I don't want to see if you and your opponent disagree, just roll die. No. That mm -hmm. is actually the answer while you're in the middle of a game. But after the game, go look it up. Go and discuss it. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. Like, hey, let's see what the actual ruling is. We decided this. But if, I mean, like, if you're at an impasse, you could read the rule book for fucking half an hour, or you could just roll a die. Even I'm right, odd, you're right. Fucking let's go. Keep it going. Finish the game, then go out and have lunch, dinner, whatever, a beer, and discuss your rules. Yeah, it's not like life or death. It's not like the fate of the free worlds riding on our game here. It's a game. It's fun. Like, honestly, even if I think I'm right, if my opponent says, I think it works this way, and I think he's wrong, but not 100% sure, and his version's fun, I'd be like, sure, let's use that. I don't care. 
and then and then look at we'll look it up afterwards yeah i mean hell i've uh you know Bowie actually looks up rules after the game they're like oh john i misplayed this rule a little bit i'm sorry like okay cool thanks for letting me know i can get better out of shape like what i hear you know is what it <laughs> is right you know okay. but that's important having having rules that aren't so deep that you don't feel like you can do that like infinity fuck you, you can't really do that you know, something like Legion or or Malifo, even 40k, that's that's their rule, and I think that's a great idea. Do you have a dis- disagreement? You can't find it real quick in the rule book. Just fucking roll a die and go. Um, but yeah, the- rules are important. You, you, you need them. Uh, I think most said earlier, you want it to be easy to learn the basics of, but have some depth. Yeah, because one of the things I have and I I complained about is. Kings of War. Kings of War is, it's easy to learn the rules and it's easy to master, but they're just so simple and so. There's nothing there. Yeah, there, there's no depth, in yeah. my opinion. Hmm. Like, if you just want to take models you already own and play it, sure, works fine. I would yeah. not play it as a game. It's just very. Like, I was like, oh, we fair. play Kings of War. Yeah, that's there. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, I, we want more from it. We want. And. If you're looking for a game and the rules stop you, don't look for the perfect game. Look for a game that's good enough. Because there is no perfect game. Not even necessarily a perfect game for you. There's always things that are wrong. Don't like the funky dice they use. Don't like the way this rule works. Don't like the way that rule works. I mean, it happens. Find one that's good enough, you and your buddies. And the big one is... Are your buddies all going to play it with you? Uh-huh. You know? Because so we have a, a, a group of people and we generally get together and say, uh, you know, once a year, once every two years, we'll say, these are the games we're going to play. And we'll talk about it. And we don't all have to, but, like, it means that when we're together as a group, these are the games we're playing. And if it's not one of those games, don't expect it to be played. But that doesn't mean you have to, you know. Uh, my crew's all, like, a lot of my crew's all in on, on Necromunda. Cool. I don't really want to play Necromunda. Um, I actually found some models I like. Not sure I really want to play it, but, you know, I don't need another game necessarily. Especially not another game that's of the same relative number model count as Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'd rather just keep playing that. Yeah, I support them playing it, but... It's cool. Get to know, you know? But, like, so, was it God Tier? They gave away God Tier starter, or I guess force packs, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Depticon. And Marshall got his, and he says, Take it if you like the models. I'm not fucking playing another game. Like, all right. I mean, I like the models. I'll take it. I'm probably not going to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know? People are Rivenstone. People are like, Oh, Rivenstone, Rivenstone. I'm like, we're not playing another fucking game. So, I'm not even going <laughs> to look at the Kickstarter. Because we're not going to play it. Yeah, and, and that's sure, the their is... models are nice, but they're not like buy a Kickstarter nice. They're they'll come out in the store eventually. You know. Go ahead, they, they have a Highlander game. Where did I put that? I was going to say over they're... here for the longest time, but is it the miniatures game or the card game? Because I used to play it's the card game. It's a miniatures game. game. Oh. 
I think I'd get upset having to put my model's head back on after games. (laughs) Oh, it's out of reach, but I haven't actually taken a close look at it, so. Now, I was going to say, you know, getting into new games, you know, that comes into cost. Because there's not a problem if I'm going to spend, you know, oh, I'm going to spend 50 bucks to get into the game. Okay, I can justify that. But for me to play the game, it's going to cost me, you know, 100, 200, 300, 500, you know, depending well, on your budget, of course. Let's say any game you're getting into is going to cost 100 bucks. Because let's be honest. Yeah. If you really get into a new role-playing game, you're going to spend 100 bucks probably. Because you're going to buy the rule book, let's say 60 bucks. You're probably going to buy a source book or so. And then you're probably going to buy a new set of dice because, God damn it, I'm playing a new game. I need a new set of dice. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are standards that we maintained. Let's say 100 bucks. And 100 bucks, like, sure, played it a couple times. We didn't like it. We put it aside for a while. It's not a big deal. But if you're getting a 40K army, let's say you buy your 40K army all once. If you're spending $2,000, if you're not playing that army, that's a little more of a investment. Yeah. You know, that gets into the people with their thought of too big to fail. Like, well, you know, I've got all this money in it. I have to keep playing it. You really don't. But <laughs> there is actually, I met someone not too long ago. That's their excuse. They'd be like, I've already spent too much money. I am not going to play any other game because I bought this game and I'm going to play it. And even though I hate it, I'm still going to play it. And I'm like, you're not having any fun with it. Why are you still? There's something investors call about, so it's, you know, you know, spending good money after bad. Moonstone is picking up steam in the UK. If you like whimsical fairy like minis. That's oh, I really love cool. their minis. Which one? They, and I've heard good things from like European friends of mine who play that game. What game? Moonstone. Oh Moonstone. yeah. Moonstone. Kathy and I. I think we've actually covered some models. Yeah, we yeah. covered some models here. They're cool. I like. I like that they have a unique style, and yes. that's an important thing too. <clears throat> Not super important, but like, I'll, I'm going to go through some shade at GW. They've got the new squats coming out. Whatever the fuck they're calling them. Like they had a preview model. It is the most generic of generic sci-fi models ever. And everyone's like, oh, I'm like, what are you excited about? You know why? You know why? It's a dwarf. Because it's a dwarf. Yep. But why? Because they're nuts and it doesn't make sense. Fair. Well, that's the kind of thing, you know, but, you know, so there's so many things to look into a game. Like, it's not like an easy topic by any stretch. No. You're like, so, uh, and... You also look at how it's coming out. Is it a Kickstarter coming out? Or is it in the in the store you can just buy it? Because that makes a heck of a difference, too. Because the Kickstarter, it could theoretically fail. Correct. I've, I've been in a Kickstarter miniature game that did fail. Yep. I mean... Hello, Robotech. Hashtag Relic Knights. <laughs> hashtag Robotech. Uh-huh. So, I mean... It could fail. Like nowadays, not likely. There's a lot more to it. Than Kickstarter even has some more rules about it, but it could fail. And also, it's gonna be a fucking bid. Like, if everything goes perfectly, it's still gonna be a bit before you get those models. So keep that shit in mind. Oh, I talked to somebody, and they say that Rivenstone wants to Kickstarter it down. They should have everything out in three months. You know what that tells me? They don't need the Kickstarter. I'm kind of yeah. interested in that. And that's another thing, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily the hugest fan. I mean, I understand now it's going to be the way things are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, also right now, why are you going to borrow money from a bank when that shit's not going to necessarily go so well? <laughs> and you could just Kickstarter it. I, yeah. 
I don't have a problem with evaluate my position on that. Yeah, I don't care if someone kickstarters established companies. Like if Watsy Kickstarter something, I'd be like, "The fuck are you doing?" Come on, you know it's like fucking what's their nuts? Kind of hate them. Come on. Uh. Come on. Yes, thank you. Come in here, not. <laughs> I thought you were trying to encourage me to remember. Yeah, right. it's, 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 it's good too. Come on, come on, oh, John. They've they have put on so many things. They don't fucking need to Kickstarter anymore, but they do. And here's the thing. Here's the dirty secret of Kickstarters, everyone. It's maybe not even secret so much to you guys. But that hurts your game store because you ain't buying it from them. Well, if, especially if they don't do a retailer pledge. And a lot of them do, but still. Like, why am I going to wait for the retailer to get it when I get all these extra cool things by going into the source? Because uh, not everybody hears about the Kickstarter. Sure. You know, so now they can get it at the game store. Or yeah. they don't like Kickstarter, so now they can get it at the game store. What I like uh, is Kickstarters that are, hey, here's some cool extra stuff, but it's not like so much that you can just get all the things. That was Relic Knight's problem is... The first one, like, I didn't. There, it was going to be like a year and a half, two years from when the Kickstarter delivered before anything came into the store that I couldn't have just gotten in the Kickstarter and did just get in the Kickstarter. So, I mean, that's my local store. I mean, how are they going to get the game going then? So, you got to keep that in mind. So, it's different for something like, you know, Cool Mini or not. I mean, I, they're board games that actually hurts the store even more then because there's only so many copies of a board game for those things that they're going to sell. But, you know, uh, I bring it up also because Battletech, uh, uh, Catalyst Games Lab is doing another Kickstarter for Battletech. But honestly, they put a bunch of stuff out. They don't put everything out. And they keep putting other things out. So it's like, okay, cool. There's more stuff, you know. It's less than a year since the Kickstarter delivered, more or less. And there's stuff out there I can buy that's not stuff I had. So... They're not giving away the, the store, so to speak, in the Kickstarter. So that's something to keep an eye on with Ribbonstone. You know, Ribbonstone, they sell a ton of stuff Kickstarter. The stores aren't going to have it. Why are the stores going to push it if they ain't got it? So it's the hell of Kickstarters. And I look at that when I'm looking at it, you know. Do I think the game is going to do well or not? You know, I, I learned the lessons from my backing of uh, Relic Knights twice. To be fair, one delivered. Moan's a link to the Battletech one. It's on the Discord now. Uh, Legion shared it. I saw it like shortly after Legion of my conversation on Thursday when he asked, are they going to do the Kickstarter? I'm like, I haven't heard anything about it. And then like next day, it's like Kickstarter. I'm like, well, fuck, Legion, I guess <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, what's, what, what's, what are they kickstarting this time? Uh, it's the next set for it. Oh, it's just more next, mechs? Yeah. Gotcha. More mechs, probably next box set of Just stuff. more mechs? Just more mechs, Gonzo? Just more mechs. No, there's going to be more rules and stuff, because they're putting out the box set, and they're they're adding more and more to the game as it goes. I hope they actually get to, you know, revise some more rules, some things they could probably fix. Um, uh, yeah, Cookie, there is something about vehicles. Uh, Anthony Scroggins, who is their art director, shared some stuff to his Patreon, and some of it got shared to Facebook because he let them out. That there's going to be vehicles and stuff too, which is cool. Right. I'd like some scale vehicles. Uh, I love battle battle tech with combined arms is the best. Some good old tanks and troops. I mean, honestly, 
all these mechs, like you, you take these stock mechs and they have like fucking machine guns. Like, why the fuck do they have machine guns? Motherfucker, the first time you get infantry hunkered down in a cover hex, and they start shooting your ass, you're like, God, I wish I had machine guns to just murder some of these fuckers. <laughs> sure, you know, a, a, a medium laser kills like five dudes. Okay? Machine gun kills 2d6. That's a hell of a fucking difference. The machine gun don't cost no heat. You know, I like some of those rules where they made certain weapons are just better against infantry and mechs have them because combined arms is a thing. And all the games keep, uh, the video games will have to make machine guns and flamers worth it against mechs when really they're anti-infantry weapons. And you put them on mechs because sometimes if you show up and you need to shoot the little fuckers. Weren't you going to uh, show us Battletech stuff, John? Uh, no, I'm going to do a separate stream for that again. Okay. Which, if anyone has any idea, probably, hopefully sometime this week, I got a whole other box of uh, clan salvage boxes. What, so, uh, for people who don't know, what is a salvage box? It is, it's basically a blind box. Uh, so they have two types. They have prepackaged mechs boxes, which have four to six mechs in them. And you you look at like you see the four to six mechs you're getting right there on it. Oh, cool! I'm getting these. And then the other one is they have salvage boxes where it's like, here's a random fucking mech. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> yeah, I was pleased with my first box. It's fun. I mean, I had a couple duplicates from the the Lance boxes I gotten, but that's fine. Duplicates means you can just have try different paint schemes. Yep, yeah, or I can conversions and stuff make them look mm-hmm. different. Make them like herbies. Uh, I do need more herbies. You can never have enough herbies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's you know that's coming up probably this week. Me doing another stream of that. Not Herbie sure what day. How did I show you that? I feel like yes, but also I feel like uh, I didn't remember that, and I just thought that seemed like a natural progression. But it doesn't surprise Whoa. me at all. Now that you say, did I show you that? I absolutely remember that. Yeah, I have an urban mech that looks like Kirby the Love Bug. It's as close as I can get. <laughs> because I saw it, and I'm like, must do this. I'll explain it to the kids when I play the game. <laughs> But yeah, so those are things you look at. I mean, there's so many things, but I would say thinking about it here after talking about a bunch of them, I think the most important is, are my friends going to play it? How fucking expensive is it? Can I play it at home? What are the rules like? Do I like the company? Like, I'll be honest right now, I'm not very pleased with what GW is doing with their prices and shit. They are fucking completely out of hand. So... I shy away from GW stuff a little bit. That being said, every time they put out a fucking Warhammer Underworlds uh, gang that's just fucking awesome, I'm like, I'll take that. Worms bat. Tony, I got, I got the uh, Ogre Hunter one. I got the Goblin Wolf Rider one. There's so many cool ones. Oh, Goblin Wolf Rider. Ooh, Ogre Hunter. Those both sound like fun. Yeah, that's why I bought them because they look cool. I did not get the crab. I'm not a big fan of sea elves. Though, I mean, I think it's cool that they, rather than going to the standard cliches they've been doing for years, they did sea elves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the crab is awesome. Hopefully I get a king crab in uh, one of these blind boxes. 
Or a king prawn. That's not a mech, but a king crab is a mech. <laughs> uh, anyone else want to throw some more thoughts on games and stuff? I have no more thoughts on games. None that spring to mind, anyways, Gonzo? Uh, no, that was something we didn't go over. Terrain. Um, it is pretty important nowadays because a lot of games are starting to go MCP. That requires a decent amount of terrain. Um, and, like, the stats on terrain. Is this model a obscuring, you know, blah, blah, blah type thing? Uh, I think that's important. Terrain, to me, terrain has to mean something besides it's in the way. If you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I really like a system that has terrain where you can move up and down on it. Um, terrain that has different functioning. Like, okay, this swamp, it's not only does it hinder your, you know, your movement, your guys could die from it. I, but I don't want them too complicated. I don't want to have to look up a wall has seven different keywords, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't want Malifaux terrain. <laughs> I don't know. Malifaux I've never played on. I've never played Malifaux, so I have no. Malifaux clue. terrain is literally you give a train keywords, and those keywords define what it does. Gotcha. You know, I just don't want super cover or concealment. Whether it's you know whether you can go over it, whether it affects movement, whether you can't. It's really the same as another game that's just distilled down. You just need to remember them all, and it's another set of rules. Uh, yeah, so we don't want like 40k train where a lot of it was just bullshit, barely does anything. You're like, why the fuck are we bothering? Especially for a company that makes interesting terrain and a lot of it. Yeah, that's what I liked about Warcry is you could use the terrain. Uh, it had a purpose, mm -hmm. and for instance, depending on on the cards you draw at the beginning, you could have where you have minus movement on the ground. So you actually want to be on the terrain as much as you can and other things with terrain. And they have, they have mechanics for if you're going to jump down off of the terrain. That adds a lot to a game, honestly. And I, I like the I really like the concept of that. Uh, I think uh, when we talk about it, it's important, but to be fair, it's not going to affect whether or not I pick up a game from the beginning. At mm -hmm. this point in my gaming life, I have enough terrain. I can make a wide variety of shit. There's enough out there. and In fact, let's put this out there. The gaming companies, all of them, all of them, have stepped up their terrain game. Like, for a while, Julia was putting out terrain. They put out stuff, and they changed the type of terrain they were doing every couple years. Um, but nowadays it's all concise. They're making, they're doing a good fucking job putting out terrain. Like I am happy. There's um, also a lot of 3D printable terrain out there. Yep. Yes. So if you have, if you, if your game you're playing has good mechanics for terrain, then then there's lots of terrain that's available. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of companies just make terrain for. I mean, 3D printing means companies can just make terrain. Infinity, you know. Uh, I put lumped them in there because actually their starter boxes came with cardboard terrain, yep, and which was fine. And even better is the way you make it make it sturdier is by taking the boxes, the internal boxes that their yep. stuff came in, and putting it underneath for support. And I'm like, awesome, good enough to play games. Good job, guys. Yeah, good Modifius enough to start games, you out. Modifius has they now have where 
you can just order STLs of their terrain. Mm -hmm. They have some really cool terrain, and they're starting to do that with vehicles and some of their models, too, where you can, instead of buying the models and stuff and having it shipped, you just buy the STLs and then, you know, print your game out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that's really interesting, fun way to, to do it moving forward. Yep. And Mo's right. Uh, uh, Etsy is a great place to find terrain. I find lots of cool terrain for a lot of things there. And, you know, uh, it's it's a lot better than it was for a long time. There was a point, though, I think, where it was fine. GW was putting out those uh, cardboard plus plastic frames from Necromunda game packs or train packs. That were cool, like the Imperial Bastion, the Imperial Firebase, whatever the third one was called. I remember he's only so good. Uh, plus, not to mention the Necromunda terrain in and of itself. But then it sort of got weird for a while when they put out like the weird foam stuff, like the crashed uh, Chimera that I have two of. You know, and then they did walls that were really cool and all, but not like they're doing now. The plastic terrain, I think, is a great idea for them. You've got plastic molding, make plastic terrain, and they do a good job with it. And I even like the concept of every, like, Age of Sigmar army having a cool terrain piece that does something for them that you get to bring. Yeah. It makes it easier in the store a little bit. Like, okay, I, we can have a little less terrain because people are going to bring their own terrain for this particular game. And then, you know, it make, makes it easier on them. It's more sales. It's a fun piece. It's a good change of pace for painting dudes also. You know, like, oh, I'm sick of painting, you know... Trogs and and uh, bloom spike kits. I'm gonna paint their big cool you know terrain piece. It's just uh, I, I love where they've gone with that. So I, while I think it's important, I don't think it factors as much into my decision as pretty much anything else. But that's just me. Is that the base for that model, Gonzo? Yes. Okay. That makes sense because the body goes right there. Yeah, and and the holes where the rocky thing is. Yeah, you shouldn't paint that if you're going to glue them there. No, I'm just I'm getting it like right along the edges of this, so whenever it sits down, it will look and be there. It won't be that. Fair enough. So yeah, so that's that all. Part important. be in shadow. Don't know. I can't remember, but I was like, I'm just going to get a little bit right there, so I know where it's going to be. <laughs> getting just this base on the on all, the all about the base uh, about the base no trouble no trouble I'm gonna have to do a basing uh, basing stream soon I have I might do that this week I might do I have the Uhu glue uh, I have my Geller Pox I might just I might just revisit them because I never finished their bases even though they are almost completely painted. And yeah. I I wanted to do gooey, gross, slimy things on the base. Yeah, for all of the them. glue is different than the uwu glue. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Oh yeah. Mo, Mo loves painting terrain the most. That's fun. Yeah. It's a great change of pace for stuff, I'll be honest. It is. And and it's the same for painting bases if you do decorative bases. I know not everybody does, but I like to do that and you know and it's great if you if you don't feel like going into detail on models one night when you're painting, 
you can just you can just base coat yeah. some bases. You could just dry brush some bases and still feel like you've accomplished something. And it's a good warm up for if you want to continue on with your painting that day. Warm up with that and then continue on to your other uh, more delicate things. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, as long as they're appropriate and not just bullshit tactical rocks, I actually kind of like the marble uh, bases. Mm-hmm. You know, painting Mr. Sinister's cool cloning chamber thing was cool. I liked it. That was fun. You know? Uh, you know, uh, was it Mystique's, you know, a little bit of rubble and then the uh, the sign from uh, the school from Gifted Youngsters? It's cool. Oh, it's cool it was the sign. I was wondering what that was. And the gold was, yeah, the sign, yeah. The, the model looks cool, though. Thank that you. turned out nice. Thank you. I resisted the urge to put a watch on the skin. I'm like, I think it looks good. Everyone says it looks good. I think it looks good. Let's not watch it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there you go. Well, That's I it. like that they come with it most magic, but I sometimes they come with too much C Deadpool. Or it's just stupid C Quicksilver or Domino. I think it's about time for the media section. I think it is. Okay. Give me one second and clean it. Clean up. Clean up. Can I get the paint off my brush? Where did you go? Do you have brush soap? Oh, I'll I'll do the big cleanup later, but I'm just going to get mm-hmm. like the wet paint that's on my brush and close oh. up my wet palette. I have to redo my wet palette. It got dried out because I was sitting underneath a big old fan. I like that uh, Gowns is using an actual towel to wipe his brushes off on. I, uh, I stopped using... Uh, paper towels for a long time ago because honestly you can find super duper cheap towels and you can theoretically wash them or you've used them for like a fucking two years you're like i guess this dollar was well spent yeah this is one of my towels it's yeah there's there's not really a part on it that's actual fabric anymore i don't think it's just it's all paint it's not absorbent anymore I probably need to just throw that one away and start another one. But oh, I've been I've been using this for yeah a couple of years. Yeah, they, they last a while. Honestly, they're they're a good investment. Like I got to one dollar store and they're like we got dollar towels. I'm like I will take some of these and use them for whatever. It's 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 freeing not to worry about it. And no Mo's magic. I don't like the foosh. I think that was actually. Asterisk. I think if they let you use the foosh or not use it and have it work perfectly, either way, I think that would have been a great model. But making sure. you use the foosh, they can go if, fuck themselves. If the foosh was optional. Yes. Optional foosh. Oh, meow. Hold on. Meow, meow, meow. I will join. I want to thank someone for not making supper for these all day. <laughs> they are less comfortable than these. They're so they're cute, so cute though. though. I know, but they're also uncomfortable. Because they're not quite big enough for my ears. Yeah. They don't well, go over, they just rest. I mean, 
it's solid noise canceling at all. Like I don't hear a lot outside, but it's not like they're fine for like a half an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half to get a little rough. All right, so I have a couple things to talk about, though I think we can skip any TV series because I'm not caught up in any of them. Uh, sorry, uh, Danny and I have not had a lot of time to watch together, almost like he had a fucking heart attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just playing, uh, I've just been playing uh, Valheim in my evenings instead of watching TV, except for today, where I did watch a couple of that French murder mystery series that I've already talked about a couple times, and it's still really cool. And every single episode is like an hour and 45 minutes long and like its own little movie. I spent five hours plus watching uh, media this week, and most of those in the last two days. What do you want to start with, John? So you probably have 17 things. Uh, I don't have a ton this time. I was busy doing a lot of other things. Only Uh, seven. Do you want to start at the start? Well, Let's actually, get... um, I want to start yeah, with something so that we're not going to talk about. Ears. Yeah. Oh, did we get an ear? Sorry. Didn't see it. Um, something that we're not going to talk about together, because there's going to be a couple of things that we're going to talk about. I watched season two of Green Eggs and Ham. And, of course, nowhere near the book, because we're out on a whole different tangent. But... Holy crap, these guys know how to write good, good rhymes and no good comedy. This show, while it's 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 geared towards kids, it's supposed to, but there are uh, definitely adult moments in it. And the whole story of this season is Sam I Am trying to find his mom um, because he doesn't know where she's at. And it devolves into this giant James Bond spy movie with... Dr. Seuss characters and Dr. Seuss rhyming and all the Dr. Seuss fun. But holy crap, is this series good? Uh, I doubt we'll get another season out of it, but it was Netflix. Netflix. Uh, Is it it animated? Yes, it is animated. Yeah, you're fucked then. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, But I mean, it was overall season one was near, you know, an amazing season. Season two was a little bit less than season one, but was very, very solid. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Um, I the writing and the rhyming in this is beyond belief amazing. I cannot wait to have someone else to talk about with this because it was it was top notch. It is, and it's not crude humor. It's very you know family. I put family friendly about it. Um. But it is quite solid and quite the the good series to watch. Uh, if you like a good show that's kind of funny, uh, got good silly Dr. Seuss stuff, highly, highly recommend Green Eggs and Ham Season 1 and Season 2. Um, overall, I give it like half a space herpy, but it is beyond belief amazing. I have just added that to my watch list. Oh, you'll, you'll love it. You'll cackle. You'll cackle your ears off. It's kind of thing. Uh, since John's not back, Kathy, go ahead and give us something that you watched that we haven't. Uh, you, you weren't really paying attention to the whole beginning of this, were you? I heard that you were doing your detective thing. I, I said, uh, 
I did watch a couple episodes of Murder In, which is my French detective series, but I've already talked about that a couple times uh, on this show, and it is it's it's just a French detective series. It takes place every single one is like a standalone, although occasionally they have a return of one or another detective or a pair of detectives but usually it's just new different detectives and it's funny because it's it's like british you know british shows when you watch a ton of them you see the same people playing characters the same actors and it's the same with the this french show you see these same actors that were playing a different character before and uh but they're so good (laughs) <laughs> they're so they're so deep in their character development with these it's it's like a whole movie. You look at any of the cop shows that that are here in the US that are they're they're either just only action or it's a soap opera. Whereas, whereas these shows have a beginning, a middle, an end in one episode. And and characters at the beginning start out one way and over the course of this whole hour and 45 minutes they grow and change uh based on things that are happening around them and and they develop and and it's really interesting it's really well done and the actors are usually really good and and where they film these things that just this the locations are amazing. This, the scenes are, it's sweeping vistas or, you know, tiny little villages in the middle of the south of France. Legionnaire says, why did you have to mention American cop shows, Kathy? And I've, look, uh, I'm happy to say I've never watched that ever. You're not missing a lot. It's overrated. I know. I know, and that's why I never watched it. I had no desire to watch a docudrama style series. Well, no, Bad Boys is is Will Smith and uh, what's his name? Oh, I Martin thought Lawrence. he was talking about uh, cops. Cops oh, be... with with the Bad Boys theme. Oh, yeah, that that was interesting when it came out. Not so much anymore. So, uh, so that's my that's my media. It still has zero space herpes because every episode that I've seen and I'm on season eight now I think we're we're almost the whole way through season eight and I and I think they just added season nine to my streaming service oh awesome oh yeah uh, so last week because I hadn't watched the media on Sunday and at that point we were still good to go I watched the first episode of the MacGyver reboot, figuring because I forgot that I was halfway through uh, The Witcher. It just didn't occur to me until after. I was like, oh, I could have watched the episode of The Witcher, dumbass. <laughs> I was just flipping through real quick, saw that, and like, sure, I'll watch this real quick. Uh, I won't watch episode two. <laughs> uh, I've heard that. <laughs> I'm not going to say this was a bad episode, but it wasn't. Had none of the charm of MacGyver. No. Um, I like parts of it. Don't like parts of it. It's fucking a bit formulaic and a bit stupid at points. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It was a reboot. 
Uh, originally, I thought when they did, like, oh, it's his son, that would be cool. Nope, no continuity. Yeah. It's just a reboot. That's and, too bad. Yeah, it's just, it's average American TV, so. Yeah, I, I think it got canceled. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, after like five or six seasons. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to give it three space herpes because it just wasn't innovative and standard American TV is not worth uh, two and a half. I feel like you'd be better off watching any of the other more well-established series. Watch yourself some version of interest. Watch yourself some CSI of your various denomination of choice. Watch yourself some NCIS of your various denomination of choice. All better than this. Mm-hmm. Um, the actors weren't bad, but hmm, need more than that. So there you go. Um, let's talk about something we both watched. Um, well, that's got to be Batman because we both didn't watch the other thing I'm going to talk about. Oh, I mean, we did. Okay. Let's talk about Batman. I watched Batman. Um, it's on HBO max right now, uh, which I was really surprised it was out so early. I thought it was going to be a little bit longer. Um, but I'm okay with that. Wasn't a big deal. Um, I watched it. And thought about it, let y'all know, you know, hey, I watched this, mulled on it for a day or two, and I watched it again. Okay. Uh, just so I, I could, I, I, let, I let myself into it going, cool, okay, now let's, I'll, I'll let it stew in my head and everything, and then I that watched it again. one of my statements is going to be, I think <laughs> this is going to be that you're not going to get your real opinion until the second one, because um, they do some things with it. Huh. My overall opinion, I really liked it. I really I, liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. John's shaking his head no for the people that aren't seeing this. Um, I, I would not say I liked it a lot. I would I also not say it was bad. I have some very specific gripes. Uh, and the biggest one, and I am absolutely sorry to everyone on Twitter or wherever who thinks that uh, Robert, uh, what's his last name? Patterson? Pat- Pat- Patterson. Patterson. Uh, he... He has the charisma of a wet paper fucking bag. <laughs> at, at no point is he scary as Batman. At no point. In my thing, he was more emo. And that's the best way to put it, in my opinion. He was absolutely. And when he's being Bruce Wayne walking around being broken Bruce Wayne that they did in this, we was fine for that. He fit. But, you know, part of the way through the movie, I messaged Del Marshall, who we had talked a little bit about. It. He didn't want to spoil anything. And said... So far, the people I like the most are Catwoman and the Penguin. Okay, I will say, Colin Farrell as the Penguin was legit. Yeah, I, I I couldn't even believe it was him. Even the makeup and everything. The makeup was done so well that it didn't look like makeup and prosthetics. Yep, it's great. Like, yeah. that was great. Um, like, aside for, from him, from Robert Pattinson, I, and even Robert Pattinson as... Uh, as Batman, the, the cast wasn't bad, but some of them also weren't good. Now there were like, some. Boy, shouldn't I? Shouldn't I really care about Andy Serkis as fucking uh, Alfred? Not just it could have been fucking anyone. You wasted that man's time. Yeah, uh, Alfred wasn't, in my opinion, the Alfred character was just kind of there. He was less amusing, important, or relevant than Jeremy Irons in. Any of the movies Jeremy Irons in. Jeremy's Irons is ten times the Alfred he was. Yeah. His, and, it, 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 his Alfred just didn't feel like an Alfred to me. I, I will no. give you that. 
Um, what um, I did I like, like that they changed the mythos a little bit. That was cool. Uh, the one thing I liked about this more than anything is this was a Batman, and I hate to say this, more grounded in reality, uh, and more the detective. Okay. For the simple That's fact, what I wanted from it, but it wasn't. This was more of, because this is not this is not a a year one Batman. This is like a yeah, I think it's a year two. Yeah. So okay. he was still learning how to be Batman, and he didn't have like all the cool gadgets. Some of them broke reality, but not all of them. Uh, and you're, you know, like some things you're used to, like, you know, the throwing of the battering and it hits like 17 things and comes back to them. There wasn't that. Um, why, why can't they just do a Batman movie where he's already established as Batman? Th- this one well, was, except for it it's two it, years it in. It was an origin movie. Yeah. But it was, it was early Batman, not late Batman. Yeah. This is uh, in the year two of him being Batman. So he's established. Yeah. Um, I, go ahead, John. I'm torn because he, he's just not a good Batman. He was never scary. Um, Jeffrey, what's his name, as Jim Gordon was fine. But the problem with that is you have to tell us that Jim Gordon's a good cop. You can't show it. There's no way to show people taking bribes and him not or whatever. It's... You know, in Batman Begins, you show that Jim Gordon is a good cop because he's the one who took the time to sit with Bruce Wayne after his parents were murdered. You know, you, mm. you show some of it. There was a lot of telling, not showing. Um, yeah, I mean, this wasn't good. The Batmobile was awesome. That was a Batmobile, like I said, grounded in reality. No, no. <laughs> Compared no, to wasn't. all the other Batmobiles. No, no, really wasn't. <laughs> It was really, it was really a, it was a rocket car. <laughs> Hence the not grounded in reality portion. <laughs> it looked like it was it, it it did look like a superhero vehicle. Um uh, I yeah, liked I, mean, I liked it and I liked it a lot. I thought it was a very unique take. I thought it was a lot of fun. Now, my big complaint was uh I didn't feel for Selena Kyle that much. Um it felt a little heavy-handed. But the middle of the sh- middle of the movie kind of slowed down, and it was kind of just like a drag. And I was like, because this was like almost what over two and a half hours. I think it was, it was almost, almost three. Yeah, it was almost it was three. close to three. I just couldn't remember because of the credits. But it was, uh, I mean, this movie has the problem is DC's trying to get away from their standard problems, but it has standard DC problems. It's at points unnecessarily dark. The ending is terrible when it goes to straight up terrorism at the fucking end of it. Like you cross past anything I wanted to see in a Batman movie into straight up terrorism. That's inconsistent with even the Riddler's character as he's shown so far. The, the take on say he wasn't always there, but it was just, it was like, no fucking, what are you doing now? Yeah. The take on Riddler well, I, I like the guy that played the played the Riddler. He played a very creepy, you know, Riddler yeah. like they wanted to do. But no, no, it was not that, your standard in, Riddler. Literally up until the point just after Arkham, I was okay. And then the movie just lost, it gained an entire space therapy after that. <laughs> One entire space therapy. 
Um, I um, really, like I said, I really liked it. I had a great time with it. Even once the second time, I was like, okay, this dead time or this middle area that I didn't like the first time, I didn't like it the second time because I just didn't feel it. Um, overlong in a way that Star Trek the motion picture was overlong. Yeah, if, if they would have cut out some of the middle stuff and cut it down to about two hours and, and not three or like, you know, two hours and 20 minutes or something, it would have been a whole lot better. There was a lot of filler in this. Yeah, there, there's a lot of scenes that were overlong, beautiful scenes. Like they, they, they made a pretty movie, you know, with the fact that it was mostly dark, they made it pretty, but I just, just didn't make a good movie in my opinion. Uh, I had a blast with it. I liked it. Uh, I hope uh, they do another one. I really don't. I think I really hope they do another one because I want to see where they're going to go with it because I liked this dark gothic one. Um, but like I said, there definitely needs to be some uh, some chop of the story and cut down because there was just there was too much filler yeah, I, type thing. I don't think the actor's worthy of doing Batman again. He's not impressive as a Batman. Like Batman hasn't been less scary since Val Kilmer smiled in the Batman costume. <laughs> I did notice while oh, I was watching it the second time and watching it, the Batman and then Bruce Wayne, that they definitely, I don't know if they either put him on, you know, bigger shoes or on stilts or, you know, you know, platform boots when he was in Batman, but he, they definitely made him a whole lot taller uh, when he was in a Batman suit. I think they actually did what Christopher Reeve did when he was Clark Kent versus Superman. I think he slouched. I think he just did the whole slouch and those little ways and knees a little bent, shoulders down. I think that was a lot of it. It, it that, could have been, but there was definitely like body language fine, but his it just wasn't menacing. Like why were the bad guys scared of him? Because you told us they were scared of him, not for anything you saw. Michael Keaton came on; he was menacing as Batman. It worked. <laughs> I would like to see another episode and see if they can correct some of this stuff because I like the way they went. I liked. Um, I like the characters, uh, minus like I, my, minus certain things, but I would like to see this go again and see where they go with it. There's only one recurring character I care to see again, and that's the Penguin. Ah, he was really good. Like you, you probably <laughs> won't see Catwoman again, which is fine. No, I don't think you'll. I I, I think none of the rest do I care about seeing again, and that's the problem with a movie. I I could deal. I wouldn't have a problem if Alfred didn't really show up because he really. Didn't do anything for didn't, me. Didn't do anything, no. Yeah. Um, and Andy Circus is a great guy anyway. There's, there's nothing against him. Um, no, no, no. They, they yeah. It yeah. was just the script. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I, he was just out of it. Uh, I do want to see uh, Robert Pattinson play him again. And I'd like to see if he goes darker or meaner or scarier, uh, as you would I, say. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he could get scary. I, uh, I don't think he's possible. I don't know. He did get ripped, though. He did uh, He did put on some weight and get no, a little ripped. No, I, I mean, if that's I, all you're looking for, it could be anybody. I don't feel like he, I don't want to like shit on him and say he did a bad job. I just don't think he was a good fit for the role. Yeah. <clears throat> I'd like to see another one. So, um, John, what do you give it? Uh, three. Three? See, I give three. it one to one and a half. And it, I guess it's, if you cut out that I middle stuff. was going to give it a two, but the ending was pretty reprehensible outside of it and just not good. I, uh, I give it one and a half, and if if they could cut out that little bit in the middle without doing some spoilers and everything, I think it, for me it would be a one because I liked and dug it. Um, I like the dark atmosphere. I like the gothic, but I agree with you. 
there was a couple of lines where I was like, really? Did they just say that? I mean, my point at this point, I don't think it's a top five Batman movie for me. It's the bottom five. Wow. Well, I mean, we all know the best Batman movie is Mask of the Phantasm because animated Batman is the best Batman. <laughs> I thought it was Ninja Follow, Batman. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Bottom five. But more enjoyable to watch than this. Except for that little bit of part with the Joker and Harley that was still fucked up. <laughs> what was the one thing that you watched that I didn't watch? Well, I'm assuming you didn't watch the Text Talks Battletech on the Warhammer that he put out on Saturday. Man, it kind of slipped my mind and I forgot to hit record on the DVR. <laughs> it's on YouTube, fucker. Damn, I forgot to hit the remind button on Warhammer. YouTube. <laughs> Uh, so Tex, so Tex is a big deal in the Battle of the Community. If you don't know, I've talked about him before. Tex from the Black Pants Legion. He does. He started off doing just shorter videos, so they got bigger, and now they're just fucking huge productions. Like he and his crew of a handful of people made make just really in depth lore videos for BattleTech, and they're fucking great. They might start off on a tangent, but the tangent relates to it. And it's just him telling more stories from the Battletech universe, and it's great. Tex has a great voice for it. He and his team do a great job of researching stuff, and they do it for free. They don't take money. There's a Patreon. They do all the Patreon. It doesn't go to them, necessarily. The donation, every everything, all the money they get goes towards the donation. Right now, it's St. Jude's Hospital. Um, they're really great, and the videos are super in-depth and will get you a lot of information on whatever subject it is. And then he does some silly stuff at the end. So it's a, it list is about two hours long, but really it's about maybe it's an hour and 45 with another 15 minutes of silly stuff at the end and credits. And then probably the first 30 minutes is a tangent, but related overall to the main topic. So I suggest if you like Battletech or you're interested in Battletech, check out his stuff. Uh, especially because I've mentioned this in our Battletech episode, he does a great thing on the fall of the Star League and the American Civil War, which is important notes as to the, the the beginning of sort of the Battletech world. But I love these deep dives. He does about one a year or so. It takes so long to him fucking do them. I respect the I respect the craft man puts into his his fun with his hobby. So it's. It's a zero space RP. It was a much better use of my time with watching the Batman. <laughs> well, such a reaction. If I'd stopped after two hours of the Batman, I would have been like, oh, this is okay. But I had to watch that last hour. <laughs> uh, Gonzo, what else you got? Um, I have everything, but uh, I was going to wait till you watch the Halo before we talk about that one, the newest Halo episode. Uh, so I'll, I'll um, hold off on that one. Two behind on that. I'll try to catch up. I'm one behind on Moon Knight, uh, which okay. I can describe as... I'm interested to keep watching it, but I'm not sure it's good. I'm kind of with you on that. Um, so I watched, or I've been playing the Lego Star Wars Saga of the Skywalker, which oh, is yeah. all nine episodes of Star Wars, you know, playing in Lego style. And holy fuck is this fun. <laughs> um, the comedy for Legos is top notch. Whoever they oh, yeah. have that does the writing team to do all the quirky shit that doesn't like, there's like idle animations 
whenever you leave a character there. And like I was standing in front of uh, Senator Palpatine and he's standing there and all of a sudden a lightsaber drops from his cloak and he like kicks it away really quietly. Like nobody sees this lightsaber, you know, going out. So I was like, there's fun little things like that. Uh, if you stand with Anakin and let him stand idle, he pulls out a lightsaber and it turns red. And he starts shaking it and beating it so it turns a different color. You know, <laughs> it's just stuff like that that makes this, you know, this game really good. Uh, the comedy, the stupid stuff. But it got me thinking. I'm playing, you know, I just got finished with Phantom Menace and working through the next episode. Um, and... I just couldn't get through the Gungans. I'm like, quickly get through the Gungans because I can't stand the, how they talk. It just annoys the shit out of uh -huh. me. The Wisa Nisa. And I'm just like, boom, boom. I actually turned around and shot and killed Jar Jar a couple of times with my Jedi because I was just like, oh. And, you know, it's not that the Gungans are a problem. It's the way they talk that just got on my nerves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree thing. with that. In in rewatches of stuff and even in the Clone Wars, that was a bother me more than anything. Yeah, it's how they talk. If they would have just talked normal or with a, an accent of something else, uh, but the comedy in this is unbelievably good, and, and it's the right place. Like I'm playing um, Qui Gon Jinn uh, going after Darth Maul, and uh, he stands idle for a second. He goes, I have a set of skills that no one else has. Or I have a certain set of skills, <laughs> quoting from you know his other movie. And I'm like, holy crap, that's good. And I'm Liam like, Neeson's? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Liam Neeson's from The Tooken? Yeah. And I was like, most kids would not get that. And I heard that and I went, what? And I'm like, yeah, oh, he God, said that line. I mean. Awesome. But that's such perfect adult humor kids will be like that Correct. was weird but if they research like oh it's from a from a movie that the actor played okay cool whatever yeah but i mean me i catch it and i'm just like i had to pause it and i'm like laughing so hard and it's stuff like that that makes this game great mm -hmm. i mean the combat is simple you know you can use the force to break things you can you know do stuff and it's just it's it's great i mean the the I, i'm on episode two and there's a part where uh, Padme sees, you know, Anakin as he's grown up and she's got all these hearts flowing around her head and he's got far hearts all flowing around as they look at each other and they're like, yeah, but Jedi's are not supposed to do that, you know, and it's just the play on all of that comedy is top notch. Um, this game's going to win a ton of awards just because it's an amazing Star Wars Lego game. Um, but to have nine episodes, you have 300 playable characters in the game. That's how many playable characters you have in this game. I was like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. There's just so much of in this game that it's amazing. Uh, ships, uh, You once you beat an area, you can play it as a free, so you can kind of get the hidden stuff and, you know, become there. And you, have, you can level up your characters and level up stuff. But, I mean, it is top-notch. I'm going to play through all the stories. And go through the higher thing and then go back and do the free play to find all the hidden stuff and, you know, do that thing for fun. Uh, but it is quite the game. I will... Zero space harpies. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm only one episode in and I haven't even caught all the, you know, not even anywhere near all the comedy. And it is laugh out loud type shit. Good job. So, other than that... Um, 
I don't have much that I says. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on it. Uh, the uh, the Halo one, so you can catch up, and I'll hold off on Moon Knight, so you can catch up on that too, because those were things. I did watch the newest Picard. I'm Ooh. still episode two. It'll be a bit before I can catch up on all of that. Yeah, um, Picard is. I watched Star Trek Picard because I like good sci-fi. I don't watch Star Trek Picard to watch time travel back into our time and see our modern day problems. That's the best way to put it. Well, like they've always done it on a shorter term than many episodes of a series. So, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed because season one was so good and season two, I'll get through it because I'm hoping it has a good thing. And we only have one more season to go. So often just to cop out. Yeah. Like, we don't have any good ideas left. Let's just do time travel. We'll throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it could have gone so much better. I was just like, oh, time travel. Now and... I'm waiting for the Time Wars thing from, from uh, what was the prequel one? Enterprise? Yeah. You know, they had the Time Wars and, and didn't like that either. I, I like the concept of that, of them being just not directly involved but having to help out that's cool like an episode here or there is fine but many episodes at this point even five episodes in a season seems like a lot uh miss cable i uh i've watched umbrella academy i like it i'm I waiting for the new season i've also watched umbrella academy okay waiting and for the new really, season really really liked it yeah so uh careful with netflix because i think a lot of people are ejecting because <laughs> they're shooting themselves in the face oh yeah I am keeping Netflix at least until I get the la- the next season of Stranger Things. Then, uh, well, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm keeping it until Banyan gets rid of it because he fucking pays for it. <laughs> yeah. But, because uh, the price increase doesn't affect me at all. Yeah. Oh, there's price increase. Yeah, yes. Price okay. increase. They're also going to cancel most of their animated stuff. Yeah, they canceled the, the Bowen series. Well, you know what? Oh. They almost need a price increase only so that they can compete with every other freaking... They have nothing on there, almost. Well, I look the through it, and I'm like... Their stuff back. Yeah, yeah. There's no... There used to be so many movies and stuff, and it's that way with Amazon, too. They have to, you know, make all their own interesting original stuff. They have to make it interesting to get people to stay... Because they have, they have nothing for TV shows and movies anymore. It seems like they um, get like the same tired twenty movies, and then they they rotate those out, and then they add some more. Well, I mean, yeah. When whenever when, when the streaming wars happened, they were always going to be on the outside looking in if they didn't partner. Like if but, the company was smart, they would partner with them. Going like you've got the even with losing subscribers for the first time in a while, maybe ever you have the biggest or reach let's make a deal or you get you get some kind of amazon discount if you if you want to subscribe to a streaming service through amazon to that like like britbox or you know that's just one that i would personally subscribe to but oh my god i'm not gonna pay that much per month for just that why would amazon do that though because 
at this point, they just like the streaming services to fail, and then they're like, maybe we can get their stuff on our on Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> we'll get it point, back again because all the stuff that's on BritBox now, I used to be able to watch on Amazon Prime. Well, the good thing about Prime is I always look at it as the 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 video content is a bonus. I'm getting it mostly for the shipping and shit, and the videos are all bonus. That's true. That's why I and, got it too. Let's be honest. I mean, they do a couple like uh, Jack Ryan and Reacher and but, and Expanse and all. I'm fucking fine. At the same time, oh, I did finish Reacher and that was amazing. Yeah, I like the heck out of that. That was good. Uh, at the same time, there used to be so much more on on Amazon oh. Prime, and that's why, you know, it's that's a competition. Why I'm sad. I feel like it's weak now. Yeah, but that's the competition as, you know, things come in. Like, you know, as, you know, you get Paramount Plus, they lose anything Paramount related because they want it on their service so that they have content. You know, Disney's going to take everything Marvel. And then, you know, uh, Peacock going to take anything NBC. Yep. Just the way it is, unfortunately. Well, guys, that is our stream for the night. We appreciate everybody coming out and listening and watching. Uh, if you can, if you like what you saw, make sure you hit that like and follow button. That way you can find us every Sunday for the podcast. And then John will be doing his... I got um, Mediocre Mech Warrior tomorrow night. And then probably Wednesday night I'm going to shoot for. I'll, I'll post Monday or Tuesday about it. I'm going to do an unboxing of another clan invasion uh, uh, salvage box display. And also don't forget to follow Kathy. If one of my mods can give a good shout out to Kathy's channel where she does streaming on Tuesday through Friday um, on different various things and her Friday read along that everybody does. Um, and she can do that. And she does amazing painting. Uh, see, even. Thank you, Missy. Yep. Follow her channel. That way you can see you can see a real painter, not me, and uh, get all that stuff done. Um, guys, we appreciate everybody that comes out. Please make sure you take care of yourself. Drink enough water. Eat the right food. You know, go get your shot if you haven't. Just make sure that you're taking care of yourself, and we can see you at another convention. Uh, we're gonna send you out to Vlieger Dragon for the night. So for more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Kathy. Good night. Hit that raid button. Here we go. Three, two, one, done. Ta-da. <laughs>